Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Just under two weeks away from the NBA draft lottery. We will carry that as live as we possibly can, depending on what the programming sounds like. So we'll find out in real time where the Utah Jazz are drafting. At this point, uh, 9, 16, and 28. So that one lottery pick with a 4.5% chance of moving into the top four, and maybe, who knows, moving into the top two, maybe getting the number one overall pick for the first time in franchise history. Uh, again, 4.5%, don't hold your breath, but for a, for a franchise that really hasn't had a ton of luck, per se, uh, a lot of excellent uh, draft luck in mid and late round situations, and second round, too, when you talk about a guy like Paul Millsap, but this is an organization that has never had a chance to draft number one overall in the NBA draft in the lottery. And the irony is some of their earliest picks have actually been some of their worst picks. And his cancer comes to mind. You know, the franchise pillars were founded mid and late round situations with Donovan and Rudy. I guess Darren obviously was a top five pick, but you go back to John and Carl, Mark Eaton, Thurl Bailey, you could keep going down the list. So, you know, we haven't talked a ton about the new CBA because I think it's bad radio, quite frankly. Uh, but one thing that should be kept in mind is, you know, with the new CBA ratified, there are some things in there that are beneficial for teams that are in challenging markets, called small markets, whatever, challenging markets, which is what Salt Lake is when it comes to roster construction in the NBA. Uh, the, the big spenders, it's a lot more punitive. The big spenders will be penalized a lot more. There's an additional apron if you're 17.5 mil over the cap. So that's the teams like the Clippers and the Warriors – uh, the Nets, before they jettison some of their big players, uh, the NBA is basically telling these owners, you need to get your books in order, you need to get your spending in order, and that's beneficial for smaller market teams, right? So um, teams that draft, develop, and retain uh, will benefit from the new CBA that was ratified a couple of years ago. Now, what the Jazz have proven themselves to be is excellent at draft and development. It's the retainment part that they need to lock in a little bit. When you look at the last, you know, well, I'll say the last three stars because they also traded Gobert, but Rudy wasn't going anywhere. He wanted to stay here. So I suppose what I'd say is the last two, well, I, I guess you could include Darren in that, right? Darren wanted to get gone. No matter what he says now, at the time he wanted to get gone. So the Jazz draft Darren, they develop him, couldn't retain him. Draft Hayward, they develop him, couldn't retain him. Draft Donovan, they develop him, didn't retain him. And yes, I know the Donovan, you know, the apologist for Donovan Mitchell, he didn't demand a trade. All right. Well, you didn't hear about it publicly, but behind closed doors, the Jazz were very much working off the knowledge, not the assumption, but the knowledge that once Donovan, Donovan's contract was up in three years, he was gone. They, so you can say he didn't demand a trade, but he all but did behind the scenes. So that's the issue here. 
you have the drafting part down for the most part. Not every organization gets everything right. You have the development part down for the most part. Jazz known across the landscape of the NBA is a very solid developmental organization. Now it's the retainment. But moving forward with this new CBA, there will be more opportunities, better opportunities for the Jazz to retain their own players and then also sign some others. Now, the reality is, in order to uh, acquire free agents, oftentimes this market has to overpay. Both Carlos Boozer and Memo Okur come to mind, maybe even Boyan Bogdanovich. In addition to that, those are three of the top four or five free agents in the history of the Utah Jazz organization. I know that's kind of a sad state of affairs, but that's where we find ourselves. I think Booz had a contract for like 49 mil, if I'm remembering correctly, then the Jazz upped it to north of 60. Uh, Memo was the sixth man for that Pistons team that won a championship, and the Jazz thought he could slide in here and start and play well, which he did, and they gave him a hefty payday, and the same thing with Bogdanovich. But with some of the bigger teams having to curtail their spending, there will be more options for Zanuck and Ainge to look at to bring in. You won't just have the ability to have every single player join a team that they want to join unless all of them are going to take massive haircuts. And not many of them want to. Sometimes, just like when LeBron and Wade and Bosch signed in Miami, all of them took a little bit less than the max so they could surround them with good ancillary pieces. So, you know, the news is positive as it pertains to where the Jazz find themselves. Now, there are so many scenarios and possibilities ahead, and that's why I've been very hesitant to uh, you know, anoint the direction as uber successful, like most people have, uh, and certainly the team would lead you to believe that they're in this awesome spot. They're in a spot with a tremendous amount of potential and a tremendous amount of possibilities. But unfortunately, you know, just being around this and doing this for such a long time, there have been plenty of teams in situations like this, and for whatever reason, the dominoes just didn't fall their way. One of the examples I always look back on is back in 97 when Tim Duncan was the prize, the Boston Celtics, under Rick Pitino as the head coach, positioned themselves with tremendous draft capital and cap space, and then they were pretty bad for a couple of years with the eye on Duncan in 97. We know the deal. San Antonio, who did the same thing, lucked into the number one overall pick. They put Duncan next to Robinson. They win a title in 99, and then they go on to basically a 15-year dynasty. Whereas the Celtics, they end up with, I believe it was Ron Mercer and Derek Anderson, two fine players, but not near Tim Duncan. It took Boston another 10, 15 years to build anything back up, right? So, yes, having the draft capital, having the picks and the pieces, having the the cap space, having the money to spend, they're all exciting possibilities, but it's far from a guarantee. You know, this was a very calculated risk, and I do feel like most people – agreed with the direction. We talked a bit about this yesterday. One of the uh, key traits to a roster constructor and a decision maker in the front office is seeing expiration dates before other people do or seeing that the window really has closed before other people do. We talked about the dichotomy of uh, bringing Rudy and Donovan back and begging Quinn to stay too and then just changing the ancillary pieces with the West so wide open. What would they have been in this year's Western Conference? impossible to tell, right? But they certainly would have been in the mix. I don't know that they would have been in the mix to win it or win a championship, but they would have been in the mix, right? But what Danny did and Justin did is they decided that the expiration date was here and they're operating with knowledge that none of us really have and that the window had indeed shut. So they made this pivot and maybe it pays off. Maybe there's some serendipity involved. Maybe there's some luck involved. Maybe there's some draft lottery luck involved, Uh, but only time will tell. 
now Danny's got a lot of swings. Justin's got a lot of swings with all the picks and pieces they got from Gobert and Mitchell, a little bit from Royce too. I still think the Bogdanovich trade wasn't great, and the trade they made at the deadline, I still think they could have received more from everything they gave up, but nonetheless, it's where we find ourselves, and only time will tell. So three first-round picks, north of $30 million and maybe more, depending on the player options of Horton, Tucker, and Clarkson. And with the new CBA a reality, the Jazz could be in a situation where they're ready to pounce once the big spenders are capped out and once all the biggest names are off the market. I mean, they're not going to go sign Kyrie. They're not going to go sign Draymond. You know, I brought up Austin Reeves as a possibility a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he rem- he rem- reminds me a lot of Gordon, of Gordon Hayward, when Gordon started to evolve. And that's not just like, a, hey, one's a 6'7 white guy, the other's a 6'7 white guy. No, they play very similarly. And there have been times where the Lakers have ran their offense through Austin Reeves, even when Davis and James have been on the floor. So, you know, th- those that's a, that's a name to throw out there as the type of free agent the Jazz could capitalize on. But it really, it really will be a situation uh, of once all the big spenders are tapped out, and then once all the big names are off the market, who's left over? And then even with those names, you're probably going to have to write them a, a little bit of a bigger check than you feel ultimately comfortable doing. And because history just tells us that's what the Jazz have had to do in order to sign free agents. So as we're watching the NBA playoffs, I say this all the time, it, it is through the prism of how close are the Jazz. And I don't feel like they're close now. That's not breaking news. But they do have a starting front court in place with Markkinen and Kessler and an exciting young, you know, Gary Trent type wing, Norman Powell type wing in Ochai Obaji, three first round picks, 30, 32 mil in cash to spend to either absorb a contract that a team wants to shed. That's another conduit and avenue to talent addition when you are in an advantageous space financially. If there's a team out there that wants to shed a little salary, they give you a call like, hey, we really like our guy here, but we need the cap space. He makes 14, 15 mil a year. You can just absorb it, so let's figure something out. I mean, there are tremendous amount of options, resources, and directions in front of Danny and Justin. And we're about to see what the next steps look like in this project. So obviously, right now, we're watching greatness. And we're watching teams, you know, the, the Warriors have three Hall of Famers. The Lakers have two, at least as of right now. And this generation's most dominant and best player, LeBron James. Uh, the Suns have three, maybe four Hall of Fame players. The Nuggets probably have two, maybe three, Right. And so when you're looking at all these rosters, if you're doing the whole comparison game with are the Jazz close, right now it's clear that they're very much not. But only time will tell whether or not Danny and Justin can make the decisions and utilize the resources they have at their disposal to paint on this blank canvas and hopefully it turns out to be something beautiful that can get back to competition quickly, get back to the postseason, and then make some noise. But it is a fun process. I say this all the time. Rebuilds are low anxiety. And we're about to see this offseason what the Jazz have in their back pocket. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.